So our new parak begins going back to the Aveda of the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur. Fascinating Gemara with some interesting inyanim, also some often quoted Gemaras we're going to see as we get towards the bottom of this Amud. And it discusses the uh, carrying of the Ketires and the, the, uh, the special ladles that they would use to transfer the coals from one shovel to the other. All right, so here we go. The Kayin would take the Kaf, the ladle, the Esamachta, and the shovel. So he's holding two things. Listen to this, it's very interesting. How he, he wouldn't get burnt. Apparently he had, so you know, but he would take a handful the nasan list of coals. I'm sorry, take a handful of ketires, I'm sorry, and put it and put it into the ladle. Every kayin gadol transferred a different amount of ketires because if you had larger hands, you transferred more ketires. If you had smaller hands, you transferred less ketires. Okay, the main thing was that it was the size of the kayin gadol's hand. Very interesting. And this was the midah. This was the measurement. Gemara Mefarish. Gemara will explain. You just, t- what do you mean? He scoops it in his hand and this is his midah. Yeah, I know. So, you know, what, what these words are adding, we'll get. Now he's going to do something very interesting. You ready? He takes the machta, the coals, in his right hand. And the ladle that has the ketires is going to be in his left hand. Usually, we know in Yiddishkeit, what you do, everything choshev is to the right. right? You hold it in your right hand. So you think you have the coals in the ladle. So uh, you think that the coals in the ladle, you should hold the... the, 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 the you have the coals in, in the shovel. You have the ketires in the ladle. You think you hold the ketires in your right hand. The Gemara is going to get into why the coals were held in the right hand, the ketires, which to us seemingly would be the, the more uh, prominent one is being held in his left hand. Albert, that is what the Kohen Gadol did. Very interesting. Okay? So let's create a picture for ourselves. You have one Kohen um, coming with the, with the uh, Ketiris. The Kohen Gadol would scoop it out with his hands and move it over. Okay? He'd move it over and place it into the, uh, into the ladle and he would pick up the uh, he would pick up the, the shovel, and with that, he walked in to do the Avayda. About the Machta, we learned, the Kain Gadol would take the shovel, and what he would do is, he would scoop up the coals, and over here, and then he would uh, go up on top of the Mizbeach, and then go back down. Okay, so the Gemara is basically a little confused. The Gemara is going to clarify for us, but right now the Gemara is aware that there's, there's certainly two shovels. So we're a little confused as to where these shovels are. Is there a shovel of coals on the ground? Is there a shovel of coals being brought to him? What's going on? So the Gemara answers, So we're dealing with two different shovels, okay? Which is the way we explained it when we read through the Mishnah. The Tanya, we learned in the Brai, so it's like Kaf Reikon Milishka Sakhelim. They would basically bring him 
a empty ladle from the lishkas hakelim umachta gedusha shokateres and a a shovel that was there uh, full of keteres mi lishkas beisavtinas from the beisavtinas who made the keteres and the kain gadol would from there scoop it out and transfer it over to the other shovels. Basically, there was two shovels there. We're agreeing with that, except one shovel. Was there for the Qataris, the other one was there for the Kuls. Okay, that clarification, and for those of us who, you know, since we, we read the Mishnah that way, we weren't confused, but that's the clarification. Okay, next part of the Gemara, explaining the Mishnah. He would take a handful and put it into the large kaf, uh, the large ladle, the uh, kaf. Uh, 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 I got into the ladle, not the large ladle. You put it into the chav. I got a lefi godlay, a large person with his size hands. I cut a lefi cutnay, small person with his size hands. The kachayami dasa. Okay, and this was the measurement. The measurement was a handful for whatever kind godlay was working. Practicamara kafiyam akapurim lamali. Why did we need the ladle on Yom Kippur? Melay chafna vehevi amarachmana. The Torah says he takes a handful and brings it. Okay, so what do you need? What do you need a ladle for? Just bring it with your hands. And for the Gemara, Mishum Yeah, you can't. You need the ladle. Why? The What do you want the kain gadol to do? Take his, take two handfuls of kataris and carry the shovel of coals into the bray de Jakadashim? Well, what, what's he carrying it with? Naayo bahadur niayo. You want him to go in twice. Yeah? He only went in once. You want him to bring in the Kataris with his hands and put the coals on top of it? Once he gets it, how is he going to put it down? You want him to hold the, the end of the shovel in his mouth of the, of the, the coals and with the Kataris in his hand, and that's what, that's what he's going to do. That also is, is uh, pasnished. Yeah, that's not the proper way to do it. You know why? Because who's going to walk in to a king of flesh and blood with a pole of a shovel stuck into their mouth? Yeah, you go into the guy's like this. Yeah, you put, put this in your mouth. And because you're holding the katiris in your hands, so you're going to, you're going to, come on. You don't do that in front of the king. That's not a manchacha way to go. Therefore, it says Gemara, I'll tell you why we brought a ladle. <laughs> what else are you going to do? The Kivan Vayavshar, Avdina Kiddashcha, Bidisim. And since there was no other option, we assumed to do it the way it was done by the Nisim. Each one of them by the Nisim, they brought Kafachas, Asarazahov, Melayakitires, one ladle, Asarazahov, Melayakitires, full of Kitires. So you see, the Kitires. Must have been put onto a ladle. Period. End of that explanation in that part of the mission. Next part of the mission. This was a big chiddush. We learned in the Mishnah, he takes the coals in his right hand and the kataras in his left hand. This was a major chiddush. At least to us, initially, because the kataras, you'd think, should be the prominent and dominant one and should go in the right hand. Says the Gemara... Yitziva ba'ara v'giyura b'shmei shamaya. Yeah, I don't understand. You're gonna have yitziva ba'ara v'giyura b'shmei shamaya, which is a expression of you're gonna have the most, the more chash of a thing waiting down below, and the less chash of thing elevated. We know the right hand 
is elevated. Just to throw in a beautiful idea here, there is a Sefer Halekach V'Halibov. He has a beautiful idea. He has a kasha. He says that we know in Yiddishkeit everything Chashev goes to the right. Right? Everything's to the right. Why is it that a person's heart is on the left side of their body? If the heart is such an important organ, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu put the heart on the left side of the body? L'chayr should go on the right side. See, he answers, He says that Teretz is that a person's heart is not made for themselves. So when I stand opposite you, my heart is on your right side. And your heart is on my left side when we face each other. Because a heart is meant for Yenim as well, not only meant for us. It's meant for Yenim. And therefore a complete heart is one that can include other people with it. Beautiful. And therefore it's taka placed on the right side. But of Yenim, somebody else. Gvaldi. All right, so Fraktikumar, let's get back to this. Yitziva Barab Girbashmaya. Why is the Katiris going in the left hand? Answer the Gemara, Zumarubav Zumuetes, because one is larger and one is smaller. We know that the coals were three cob of coals, but the Katiris was only as much as his hands could hold. A few of his mantras named Shom, and even let's say the guy's got large hands, yeah? Yeah? Still, he carried it, uh, still the coals go on the right, and the, um, the Katiris goes on the left, because... Uh, one's hot and one is cold. Okay, now what's going on here? So the Gemara says, listen to this. We're going to get on to some Kishmakali uh, Mudim. The Gemara explains, He would, his handful was four kav of Katiris. And he would say, every woman would get Zered, but my mother's Zered she went above everybody else. Okay? Um, now, what does this mean? That my mother's Zered, Ayla Lagag, went up to the roof above everything else. The Gemara explains like this. Some say he's dealing with um, arson. Arson is, we'll translate arson as uh, hot cereal. Okay? Uh, uh, oatmeal, cream of wheat, yeah, arson. What does cereal have to do with this? Damar Rabba Bar Yainusin Amar Rabbi Chil. Arson Yafa Lachayla. Arson is very good for a person who's sick. Vika Da Amri Zera. It's not referring to the cereal, but it's referring to the Zera that made Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis, who is a Kain Gadol. Uchd Rabbi Avohu. What does it mean? You you uh, tied me up uh, with um, chayol, uh, soldiers for war. And you've strengthened me, you've tied me up with, with uh, strength for war. What does that mean? Omar Vizeraz Tony says, You were you, you were Mizares me and you were Mizares me, which means you winnowed me and you also 
made me uh, be, be tremendously strong. Period. End of that discussion. Okay, what in the world just happened? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, we're talking about the kind of God. They're going to the base Hamikdash, and all of a sudden, we have Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis, who it says that his Ketires was just as big, or not, if not larger, than the coals. Still, he carried the coals in his right hand, and therefore we got into this whole thing because he said that my mother, when everybody else was Zerdu, so my mother's uh, was Ayla Lagag. What's going on? So, two explanations. One is he was saying that his mother herself would make sure to eat healthy, and it was a very healthy family, and that's what allowed him to grow so robust, so large, and so strong. Or he's saying that the Zerah that made me from my father that, that ended up inside my mother to create me happened to be the best of the best. That's just how I physically was made from very strong uh, Zera. And similar, similarly, we find that Davra Melech giving off uh, uh, similar expressions as well. That, you know, different people are made and created. Obviously, also, it's not, it's not something to be gaivetic about. It's just the way Hashem made different people. That's it. Right? Hashem, some, some, everybody's uh, everybody's uh, different sizes and different strengths, different weaknesses. Everything's from this mazel. Okay. Now, Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchiz was um, was a uh, a very well, he happened to be one of the tzaddikim who were kahanim gedolim, and the Gemara says like this: We're going to tell a, a story. One time I was talking with an Arab in the marketplace, and and uh, the Arab by mistake had spit come out of his mouth and touched the begadim of. So now he was Thomas. His brother Yeshevav came and served as the kind God. And his mother was Eichet to see two of her children who served in the base of Mikdash on one day. Because Kimchis started out as the kind. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchis started out as the kind God. And his brother Yeshevav ended that day. See, so he had this chus, a mama, to see two of her children. Uh, acting as Kahanam Gedalim. He went out to talk with a master in the marketplace. This was on Yom Kippur. And, and also, spit came out. His brother Yosef did the Avaida of Arasa Iman Shnekanam Gedalim. Tanra, one of the rabbis learned, and so should we. Here we go, listen to this often quoted Brisa. Fascinating Brisa. Says, says the Brisa. Shiva Bonam Ayula. Kimchis had seven sons. Le Kimchis. The cool on Shimshu Bakuna Gedela. And all of them ended up in some capacity serving as Kaihanim Gedela. Amru Lachacham. Stacham said to her, Kimchis, listen, you get in such nachas. You have such beautiful mishpacha. Seven children served as Kahanim Gedalim altogether. Like one died, another took the place. Somehow, through these types of stories where somebody became Tomei, a brother, they see seven sons. Mom is served as Kahanim Gedalim. What have you done to be Zaycha? To such a Mishpacha. I'm always careful to cover my hair inside my house. The walls of my home. I never saw. Uh, never saw my hair. Amrullah, Harbei Asukein, Veloi Ha'ilu. They said to her, eh, 
that that's not enough. There's a lot of people that keep their hair covered inside the house. Now, the, according to Allah, a woman does not need to cover her hair inside her house. Yeah, when a woman goes out, she has to cover her hair. Halakhically, there's no uh, there's no chiyuv of a woman to cover her. But Kimcha says this was like the you know they ask people who are like 115 years old. No, what do you what have you done to live so long? <laughs> they all say I smoke a pack a day. I'm drinking, and everyone's like, oh okay, forget it. Don't learn from them. You know, <laughs> and they're all trying to find the the secret to line. Ask Kimcha. No, what's your secret? She says, like, oh, they say, okay, fine. But you, there's something else special that must be going on as well because a lot of people do that. And, um, and uh, you know, they don't necessarily end up with children who are Kahanim Gedeim. Okay, period. Let's go back to our discussion. Bottom line is, why do we get onto that topic? Let's keep our heads around what the sugya is about. We were discussing the amounts of Keteris that the Kahanim will walk in with. A handful. And the Keteris was always brought in the left, and the coals were brought in the right. We came onto this, we'll call it a tangent, but these very beautiful limudim. Um, because we mentioned that the work I had them is sometimes they had very large hands, and if they had larger hands, that's fine. It just depends on the hand. Okay, here we go. The rabbis learned, and that's why they are rabbis. Here we go. The kain gadol takes the flour for the carbon mincha with three fingerfuls which means. Um, you should not use a kemitza measurement. Kemitza is the three fingerfuls of flour. Okay? Now, don't watch my hand particularly with the motion, but we're, focus on the fingers. Okay? And the reason why is Gemara is about to get into whether the motion went from top to bottom or whether it would go like this, side to side and get pulled back in. We're going to get into the exact motion, but everybody agrees the kemitza is these three fingerfuls of flour. It must be done with the hand. You can't measure your kamitza and then put it into a cup and be like, okay, from here on forth, this is my kamitza. It always needs to be done with a hand and not a measure. searching for information. What is the halacha about making a mida for It says, over here, have a like siv By the chafina, it says, over here, what's the chafina? Yet you you take you take malay chafna. You take the keteris in in your uh, a handful. Ella malay chafna of keteris amdaka. It says you have in your in your hands. You have a handful of finely ground keteris. Light. Maybe we'll say that you don't have to actually use your hand as long as you know what your measurement is. You can just make a measurement. I don't malay malay Maybe you mamish need to use your hand. So the you hit a shaila. Yeah, you hit the shaila. This that we say by a kaimitz, you mamish need to use your fingers, and not you know a measuring thing. Is that specific to kmitza, or does it apply even to the handful of kataris at the kind? What you know, if you know what your handful size is, can you just in the future just use that amount without using your hands? Okay, so Gemara tries to answer. Tashma, come and listen. Charving Araya from here, the kachayosa midosa, and this was the measurement. Remember, we said in the Mishnah, you take a handful. And this is the measurement. Why do we say this is the measurement? My love, isn't it coming to teach me? Shemrotsa that you're allowed to make a measurement. So Gemara says, no, no proof from there. Maybe the Mishnah is teaching us that he would also fill his hands with the kataris inside of the kaidash akadoshim. Meaning he ended up taking two handfuls of kataris. One handful he walked into the kaidash akadoshim with, and um, along with the along with the ladle. Okay, 
and then he would put it back into his hands before burning it onto uh, before burning it onto the coal. So there's actually two, maybe. So Gemara says, one second. Shmas According to you, that means that he's going to take a handful of kataris and then take another handful inside of the Kaidash HaKadosh. Which, bring me a riot for that. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right, we can't, you know, we don't really see that that's what goes on. Um, so Doma, maybe, maybe the Allah really is, that if he wants to measure it out, he could do that. Inami, or maybe it just means you can't have less and, and uh, you can't have any more. But the bottom line is that we don't have a riot. Okay, we don't have a right. So, we had a question. Let's let's uh, state this outside. We had a Bailhu, we had a Shaila. It says, We know by the Kaimans. It needs to be done specifically with your fingers. You can't use a measurement. We asked the Shaila, what about the handful of things? We tried to bring a Raya from the our Mishnah, which says, Zuhimi Dasa, that you're allowed to use a measurement. And on that, we're responding, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're allowed to use a measurement. Maybe it's just telling us that... We're referring to the uh, amount that he walked into the Kaidash HaKadoshim with and the separate Kataris, possibly, that was done inside of the Kaidash HaKadoshim. Bottom line is, we don't have a shot. We, we don't have an answer. We don't have an answer to our question. Okay, fine. So we still don't know. And we're going to move on. Tan Rabbana. The rabbis learn so shui. The amount of flour that he takes for the mincha is malay kumtsai. Three fingerfuls. Yachol mevirits. I would have thought, I would think that the fingerfuls need to be mevirus. Now, mevirus means that, you know, whenever you take an amount, sometimes you have a little bit that comes beyond the edges. Kind of like heaping. Okay? So when it says, melaikum, say a very full kaimetz, I would think it means full even more than, you know, take a little more than the three finger bowls, like a, a heaping. Talmud Leimbar, bekum his kindness. Standard. And if I would have just said, I would have said that you do kumitsa even berashay etzba'isa. Okay, what does it mean, berashay etzba'isa? That he should use the edge of his fingers also to clamp in some of the flour. You don't close it, but you use it to like hold in a little bit extra. Okay, therefore it says that just whatever that whatever your kaimitz holds, you're not trying to hold in anything extra. Like uh, people do their regular, you know, uh, scooping up. So what Lamaisa was done? He takes his three middle fingers and he puts it, bends it over his palm of his hand, and whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah, like a, uh, what's it, like, not a, a crane, not a tractor, but, the, you know, one of these, one of these uh, bulldozing, you take it and scoop it up. Okay, top of Ahmed Beis. And also, when you have a machvas, you now do the kmitza, you put it into the pan, the machvas, and the marcheshes, the, the deeper pans, Meichik the good light, he would, he would take the three fingerfuls, use his thumb to be meichik to smooth it out to make sure there was nothing extra, milamala from on top, okay, ube etzba'ay ketanamilmat, then use your pinky 
to take off the bottom. This, in other words, we're making sure that it's three fingerfuls and no more. How'd you make sure? So you you scooped it, closed your fingers, took your thumb, went like this, took your pinky, went like this, and you're left with whatever's inside of the three fingers. It says the Gemara Zuhi Zuhi and this is the most difficult avaida in the Beis Hamikdash. Okay, it's the most difficult avaida because you need to mamish like. You're not just like um, uh, smoothing it and knocking anything off. You mamish needed to make sure there was like not an extra speck. And you can get a little OCD. You know, you go a little too far. You go a little too far, the whole thing's ruined. Do a little too, if you knock off a little too little, then the whole thing's ruined. You got to mamish be exact. It's a very difficult process. Says Gemara, Zuhi You told me that's the that's the difficult thing in the base on Malika. What about Malika? Yeah, this, that they take the thumbnail and pop off the back of the neck of the bird. Yeah, and you also have the the Chafina, uh, um, which which uh, <laughs> we, the Gemara says as well. The Gemara says also, this is the most difficult thing in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara says, you're right. You know, there's a lot of things in the Beis HaMikdash that aren't Pashat. Yeah, and it was a complicated process. But what we mean over here is, It's one of the difficult Avaidas that were done in the Beis HaMikdash. But granted, it's not the only hard thing. There were many other hard things, okay? We had the Kamitsa, the Chafina, the Malika, all these things had difficulty. Okay. Here we go. Vaiter Amar Rabbi Eichanan. Rabbi Eichanan says, Boy Rabbi Yeshua ben Uza. Rabbi Yeshua ben Uza asked the question searching for information. Bain habainim shomalai kumtsai mahu. What is the halacha of anything that is stuck in between the fingers of the kaimats? Here is this gishmak. Look, what have we been discussing till now? Right? What, what we said until now is you take your three fingers, you scoop it up, pinky knocks off the bottom, thumb knocks off the top, but you're always going to have uh, the creases inside the finger, those two creases that are going to hold flour, and it's going to be stuck in between the fingers. How do you, how do you reconcile that? How do you, how do you get rid of that? Because that's not part of the kmitza. It's not inside. It's, it, that's in between your fingers. That's not in between your fingers and your palm. Here is, we're trying to understand why this is so difficult. So gishmak. Listen to this gishmak answer. So, Amar of Papa. The Papa says, If it's inside your hand, we'll say that's part of the kamitsa. Okay? Meaning, if you were to open the, the hand and notice any flower over there, that could be considered part of the kamitsa. But sometimes it goes a little too far in, right? And it can start to come out the other side. That's not part of the Kamitsa. That's certainly extra. Okay? And the outside also, that's certainly extra. So the outside is certainly, uh, we're not going to include it. Where is the question of Rabbi Yeshua ben Uza, says Rav Papa? Okay? If it's mamish, ready? Look, it's mamish in between these fingers. Not noticeable from the inside, because anything noticeable from the inside is kamitza. Not noticeable from the outside, because that's not kamitza. What about something that's not noticeable on either side? 
Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Hadar Pasha Bishua ben Uza, ben Abenim Safik Nino, we're not sure. Ah, a good answer. Sometimes I don't know what's a good answer to. Okay? <coughs> so, says the Gemara, Hechiyavit. Shkoyach. So now, what are, we, <laughs> what are we supposed to do with it? What, what do we do with these finger with the, with the uh, flower that got stuck in his fingers? He's saying, Sof, I'm, I'm paskining. Sofeik. That's the psak. Shkoyach. So now, what, what, what are you supposed to do? Omar of Chanina. Rav Chanina says, I'll tell you what you do. Any extra flower stuck in between the fingers not noticeable from the inside and outside, you take the kaimetz, burn it, and afterwards, separately from the kamitza, burn up that part, burn up those additional flower in case it also needed to be burned. Because if we're going to say to burn the ones that were stuck in between the fingers first, you can't do that because maybe that's really considered shirayim. You're not allowed to burn the kaimets after that. So therefore, the regular kaimets had to be done first. Says the Gemara, but one second. Anything that's that's not. Um, Supposed to be put into a fire is you're not allowed to burn it bechlal. You're not allowed to burn it at all, and therefore, why do we say even burn it afterwards? So the Gemara says, You know what you do? You take that extra flour that was stuck in between the fingers, not noticeable inside, not noticeable to the outside, and you burn it with das. That in case this is not part of the kmitza, I'm only burning it as wood on the mizbeach. It's like part. It's like part of my my pile, okay. The Tanya, because kid Rebbe Liazor. The Tanya learned the Brisa Rebbe Liazor. Remember, the Reich Nichayachi Atomayli. You're only not allowed to burn the extra amount when you have das that is the Reich Nichayach. Avol Atomayli Lishomaitzim. You're allowed to set it aside and say, oh, Lishomaitzim. So basically, we're making a tonight. We're making a condition. The Kain is saying this conditionally, and he's saying, listen. We don't know the flower between the fingers. What do we do with it? If it's kaimetz, it's going to have to be burnt. If it's not kaimetz, it's not allowed to be burnt. However, we, there's a loophole because if it's not kaimetz, it's only not allowed to be burnt l'shem kaimetz, but it is allowed to be burnt for firewood. So I'll say like this. Burn the kamitza. That extra flower, burn it afterwards because in case it's part of the kamitza, you did your mitzvah. And in case it's not part of the mitzvah, I said, oh, I intend for this to be firewood. And Mamela didn't do any averis with this flower. Says the Gemara, okay, but not everybody agrees with that. That is a opinion of Rebbe Yezer, that you're allowed to make this condition. According to Rabbonon, who say that the uh, that you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to burn um, something that's meant for the carbon mincha and use it as firewood. It is. I'll tell you what you do. Get a kayan with fat fingers. This way, there's no flowers stuck in between. You need to make sure there's some kahanim that like pastrami sandwiches. Yeah? That you you got to make sure. You got to make sure. there's the, In every group of people, you're going to have kahanim that have, that have tight fingers. And if they've got, if they got pudgy fingers, then, um, then uh, you're not going to have any, any uh, uh, flower that got stuck mamish in between the fingers. It's either, it, it'll be noticeable to the inside. Okay. So Gemara says, one second. 
Now that you're telling me that they would get a kain with fat fingers, so even according to Rabbi Eliezer, who says that you could make this whole tenai, you can make this whole condition, he'll agree that this is ideally what you should do. Get a kain that you don't even need to make a condition with. Very practical answer. Get somebody who's who's got no space between their fingers, and therefore there's no concern about ending up with uh, with extra flour. Okay, period. Two dots. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's very interesting to know why these things are called mumim, right? Like you're pointing out, are you left-handed, right? Because I'm using my left hand. It's we did when a person's standing in the base of mikdash. There shouldn't be anything noticeable to them that takes their mind off of the Avaida and connecting with the Rabbani Shalom. And since lefties are noticeable and unibrows are no, it's just a distraction. It's not even something wrong with the person, but it's a distraction. There was nothing that was supposed to be out of place so that everybody Kamamish remain totally, uh, totally focused. But in a Hanami, yeah, the Kayan need to do it with his right hand. Absolutely. Yeah, good point. All right, here we go. Two dots. Alright, these are all the halachas that we're about to get into. Boyer of Papa, Papa asked a shayla searching for information. Okay, when the Kohen would scoop up the Ketiris with his hand. We just explained about the Kamitsa. But what about the Ketiris in his hand? Also, there's crevices that Keteris can get caught in. Shamalai Chafnav Mahu. Okay? What is the halacha of the of Malai Chafna? Okay, when he, when he picks up the Keteris, anything that got stuck in between the crevices, does it need to be burnt al Hagachalim or not? So Gemara says, My Kami why is Rav Papa asking this question? What's the, let's get a little deeper into his question. If he learns out, that the same way you need a full kmitza, you need a full handful, why would he think they're any different? Why would he think the halacha of chafina and the halacha of kmitza should be any different? So the Gemara says, Rav Papa Hachi Boile. There must be something more to Rav Papa's question. More than just connecting Kamitsa to, to Malay Chafnav, because otherwise we have a simple answer, and he's not asking a simple question. So rather his question is like this. Malay Chafnav It says by the Kataris, you bring Malay Chafnav, you bring, uh, uh, you, he, he takes his hand, the Havi. And he brings that into the Kaidesh HaKadoshim, and he burns, and he burns the Ketiris on the coals. Vehaika, and this is included. Aidoma, or, no, it's the stuff that's, that's caught in between his fingers. Aidoma, or maybe, you need that he takes it, and he brings it. Vehaleka, and this is not included. Here's the Shiloh. When you take something, you're doing it on purpose. What the, the stuff that's stuck in between his hand, is that the intention of the Kayin Godol to... His intention is to bring what's in, his, what's, what's in the airspace of his hand. 
That's what he's focusing on. How much Keteris can I get into this space inside my hand? Right here. However, the stuff that's caught in between, his mind's not on that. And therefore, maybe Velokach Vehevi means, says Rav Papa, that you can only include things where that his das is on. And if his das is not on the part that's in between his fingers, maybe there's a different halacha than the Keteris, uh, than the Kaimetz. Uh, that answers the Gemara Teku. You hit us, it's so gishmak. What we're coming out with is like this. What we're coming out with is, and we're going to have one more question and answer. We, we paskined the halacha of a kaimitz as a suffix, and now we're asking whether Malay Chafnav is compared, has the same halacha as, as kaimitz. And we're saying this is the Teku. Teku, whether the halacha is a suffix. Okay? That's what we're holding right now. One more quick uh, question and answer, continuing on this. Amar of Papa. Rav Papa says, Pshitali, it's obvious to me, it's simple to me, that Malay Kumtsai Kide Kumtsi Imshi. When we say you got to take a full Kaimitz, it means uh, Kaimitz of somebody's hand. So, boy, Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, but that, that I know, but I have a Shiloh. What happens if he takes the Kaimitz with the edges of his finger? Okay? So basically, he. What he did was like this. He did it from the top. He put his hand on the flower. He put his hand on the flower and then went like this. Remember when we were discussing how Kamitsa works? Yeah? So usually you go like this. He asked, what happens if you put your hand on top of the flower and then went like this? Scooped it. Okay? So, Kamas Bershwa Mahu. Milmata Lemalama. Or what happens if you scoop it? Milmata Lemalama. What happens if you if you uh, scoop it up? What happens if you scoop it uh, completely from the sides? Okay, where instead of take, putting your hand on the flower and going like this, okay, and coming in you know, my hand sideways, and now I'm coming around and bringing my fingers to my palm. But what I did is I stuck my hand down into the flower, and then went like this. Boom. So it's really my hand that started the gathering. You hop in all these cases, the fingers are not actually gathering in the flower to the palm. The palm already has flower on it before I close it with my fingers. The Gemara Shaila here is all the same question, which is, do I need my fingers to bring the flower to the palm? Or can the flower be on the palm and my fingers are just locking it in? Answers the Gemara, Teku. We're unsure. We don't have a answer to that uh, to that question. Let's do one more. And we'll, we'll get up to the last word on the daf. Here we go. Let's do one more. Amar Papa, Apshitali Malay Chafnav Kedah Chafni Inchi. That when you the Kayan takes Malay Chafnav, this is like what people say that you take a handful. But I have a Shaila Bayer of Papa Chafetz Barashi at Baisav Mal. What is the Alacha if he does if he uh, does Chafina? With Rashbei Etzba Isa, Mamata Lamalamau, or if he goes up, Minatzad Mau from the side, Chofan Bezoyu Bezoy, Vekervazu, Eitzel Zumahu. What happens if instead of having the Kateris put in, he scoops it up with his hand, and he does one hand and then brings the other hand to it, and that's what makes the two handfuls. Again, similar question to the Kmitzo, except we're extending it to, uh, we're extending it to the, the Malay Chafnav, answers the Gemara to this Shaila as well, Teku. All right, take away. We also are unsure what the halacha would be. Bottom line is, do it right. Do it right the first time, and we don't run into any of these shilas. 
All right, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. We will pick up at 9.45 p.m. on Matzei Shabbos. I get in Shabbos.